Well, hello there. Welcome back to the episode of Be Here for a While. I have missed you guys. I think about you all the time. It's been a week, you know? I miss you when I'm not talking to you or at you, whatever. You know, it just depends on how you look at it. I think I'm going to get a tattoo in honor of my listeners. I don't have tattoos, but, you know, if I was to get one, my first one would be to honor you guys. It would be some sort of symbol of my everlasting devotion for you guys because without you there would be no podcast <sighs> i want to meet you guys more you know and probably you got to come to my shows i tour a lot um rachel o'brien the host of this podcast that you're listening to i'm a stand-up comedian writer actress all that and i'm on the road a lot and i do stand-up and live podcasts on the road sometimes a combo of both and sometimes i involve the audience members in the live podcast specifically actually one coming up on November 4th in Portland, Oregon. It's a big one. Get your tickets to that show. It's a combination stand-up slash live podcast, and the VIP ticket holders get preferred seating, a gift bag, meet and greet, uh, photos afterwards, drinks, whatever, we'll hang. Um, And they get the chance to live podcast on stage. I'm going to bring a couple of you guys up. It's going to be super, super, super fun. I'm really excited about that. So get tickets to that. at the Curious Comedy Theater. The tickets are CuriousComedy.org or at my website, RachelO'BrienComedy.com. That's R-A-C-H-A-E-L-O-B-R-I-E-N, Comedy.com. All my other shows are on there, too. And forward thinking, I'm coming to Nashville. It is my dream. I have never been to Nashville. I have always wanted to go. Super into music. I love country music. I think you guys probably have good food. I think you probably ha- guys have really fun bars. I'm so excited. I'm coming there on February 6th to do stand-up at Zany's in Nashville. The tickets are already up on, I think, zaniesnashville.com or just Google it. Um, and, yeah, get your tickets. I'm also doing uh, VIP tickets there, too, and uh, hopefully the chance to live podcast. So, yeah, come to that show. And for my Arizona people, also excited about this one. February 20th, I will be with my good friend Jill Kimmel at uh, the Tempe Improv on February 20th doing the same thing, stand-up live podcast. Those tickets are not up yet, but they will be soon. But get your tickets for Portland, Oregon and Zanies in Nashville. There's plenty of other dates. You'll see them on my site. Uh, yeah, super excited. <sighs> A lot has happened this week. Actually, most of it happened yesterday. Well, two things. First of all, I saw A Star is Born. I am not going to give any spoilers away. Don't worry if you if you haven't seen it yet. Ugh, it is sad. But what a soundtrack. What a love story. What chemistry. I heard people say they didn't think they had chemistry. I thought that Lady Gaga and Bradley Cooper had incredible chemistry. They were adorable together. I loved their love story. It was just, I don't know, I really enjoyed the movie, but it made me very sad. I needed to go do something fun afterwards. It was with uh, the guy I'm dating, and I was like, that was a great movie, but now I'm severely depressed. We have to do something fun, which for me involves eating, which is just, you know, that is, my, the, you know, that's my favorite thing to do. So he had to go buy me uh, a large meal till I felt good again about life. Such a good movie. You guys have to see it, uh, especially the soundtrack. I know I keep saying that. She's, uh, I hope that they win an Oscar for that. It made me inspired for the, the screenplay that I'm writing right now because I, I was hypnotized and a couple times I went to this, uh, if you listen to my podcast, this little getaway thing, and every single time I was hypnotized, I had a vision of winning an Academy Award and in the front row, and I know there's never kids there, but for whatever reason in my vision, my kid was there, and if he's not there... In real life, when I do win this, whatever, he'll be there in spirit. But this is the literal vision I had every time without even trying. I'm like under hypnosis having this vision. And I'm wearing a green dress. It's beautiful. I'm accepting the award. I have a husband. At the time, I wasn't even dating anyone. And a son. They're standing in the front row. And I win an Academy Award for this screenplay that I write about uh, kind of like a female comedy journey mixed with some interesting things that happened last summer. Uh, well, very, very interesting. I, the reason I haven't talked about it on my podcast is because I, I want to write this this movie and I don't want to necessarily give it, it's not necessarily give it away, but like I don't want to discredit the work that I'm putting into like the scripted version of it. So 
you know, I'm teasing you with it. But the, seeing that movie made me think like, you know, I can write something like that. I am writing. I hope to end it. I don't know. It just made it feel just inspired me. It's good to be inspired. Oh, I posted this quote today on Instagram that I read that I think is just a good, very good inspirational thing for people that are trying to do something different or challenging. Um, The quote was, sometimes you face difficulties not because you're doing something wrong, but because you're doing something right. And my caption um, said, keep swinging, because I love saying that. And then I said, do you want the pain of regret or the pain from the road to success? Because pain is a prerequisite for success. So either you're going to have pain from working really hard to succeed at whatever your goal is, or you're going to have pain from regretting that you never did it and you never tried. So keep that in mind, people. Um, The other interesting thing that happened yesterday, so movie's good, then I'm sad about it. Then I go back up on an emotional high because my stomach's full and I had a nice meal. And then (coughs) the guy I'm dating is Jewish and he, you know, I I knew that it was important to him to like, he didn't necessarily have to date a Jewish girl, but like he had sort of mentioned like converting, but it seemed more casual when he said it It was more like, like his dad would want him to date someone or marry someone that would convert. But I thought it was like open for interpretation and then um, we're sitting there last night. I don't even remember how I brought it up. Probably something to do with the fact that we hung out with his friends the night before. And one of them said he can only date a Jewish girl, blah, blah, blah. I don't know. Anyways. Um, and I brought it up and he was like, well, yeah, you you're, you have to convert to Judaism. I was like, I thought it was like, you know, like open for discussion or and also like we've been dating for two months, but okay. And he's like, yeah, you, you, you'll love it. And I'm like, okay, yeah. I mean, yeah, I know I, I've joked on this podcast many times that I wanted to marry a Jew or be a Jew, but, like, I didn't really, like, well, at first I was like, oh, yeah, sure, I'll convert. And then, and by the way, I said to him, I was like, how do you know that you even want to, like, like, you, that I'm the person that you want to be with? He's like, I just know. And I was like, okay, you really want to spend the rest of your life with someone that all they talk about is food? And he was like, there's worse things in the world. I was like, good point. Plus, I'm a good party. Good time. I'm a good party. Uh, (laughs) I'm a good time. Anyways, (laughs) so I look it up when we're sitting there on my phone, what it takes to convert to Judaism. This is not an easy feat. First of all, it says one year minimum. I already went to undergraduate school, and then I went to grad school for screenwriting. I went to school for a while. Granted, I finished undergrad in three years, so maybe that's what that extra year now is for. But a year of, of, of Jew school is a lot. Like, do I, I don't even know when it is. How many days a week do I go? Do I carry a backpack? Am I, am I fully enrolled in school? And th- the other thing, too, you have to ask the rabbi upwards of three to four times if he will let you convert. He turns you down to see how committed you are. Some old man is going to turn me down? Old men are really normally my crowd, like, I I like the same music as older men. Like, it's kind of normally, like, he's going to turn me down, and then I have to come crawling back and be like, hi, can I please be a Jew? And then he's going to barely ask me, like, why do you want to be one? What, how, why do you feel connected to this? And then I'm going to have to give a speech. And then apparently the speech isn't good the first three times, so I'm going to have to revise it. I don't know. I don't know. Maybe I need to make like a sizzle reel. Maybe I need like a video presentation or a PowerPoint of like these are the reasons why. Here's a photo of me in a synagogue. Here's a photo of me at Shabbat. Here's a photo of me on Hanukkah spinning a dreidel. Look how happy I am. Look at the natural joy on my face. I don't know. That's a part of it. And then another part of it, apparently you have to sit in front of the Jewish court. Like the, it's called like the Beit Din. For them, for th- in front of like three people to... I don't know if this is like another offshoot of the of the they judging your your readiness for conversion and your since in your sincerity they're going to evaluate your knowledge and and what the sincerity is behind your motivation and your intent to live as a Jew. I mean this serious stuff to be one of the chosen ones. Good news is though they give you a Hebrew name. Guess who's already got a Hebrew name? Rachel. That's me. That's my I think I said it wrong. Rachel. Rachel. 
so that happened. And then I, I was like, okay, well, I mean, something to think about. I was like, well, what's the timeline I have to, like, give you? I was like, I don't want to, like, lead you on. Like, what is it? Like, how long does, like, do we date? And if I don't decide, he's like, don't worry. You'll, I'm not worried about it. You'll, you'll want to do it. I'm like, yeah, the confidence on this one. I, I mean, I, I would. But it's just it's a whole other life to think about. I'm really dropping one on you guys. Anyways, so that happened. Have any of you guys converted to Judaism or another religion for someone that you were dating? I know this is like a lot for me to talk about after two months, but he's the one that brought it up. I'm not crazy. Trust me. But email me if you've done this. If you converted for someone, my email is info at rachelobriancomedy.com. Also email anything else you want to talk about. But curious, especially if you've converted to Judaism, I want to know how long it took, what it was like. Help me, please, listeners. Please. All right, let's get to the podcast. My guest today is a very good friend of mine. She's hilarious. She is a part-time comedian writer, but full-time wine drinker and lover of all things true crime, Carrie Martin. She has a very popular podcast with her co-host, Caitlin Cutt, called White Wine True Crime. They also have another podcast called Pretty Scary with their friend, um, Adam Todd Brown. Both podcasts have been featured in places like Huffington Post, uh, Vulture, Uproar, BuzzFeed, they've had big guests on it like Josh Makowitz from Dateline. It's basically Nancy Grace meets Drunk History meets Snapped. It's fun, it's funny, it's very informative about true crime, so you guys got to check it out. So Carrie's on the podcast today, we talk about um, dating app stuff. She will oftentimes send me these little nuggets of fun during the day, the screenshots of these guys' horrible dating profiles. So we talk about that. We talk about um, Carrie's letters to prison inmates. And I yes, that is plural, letters. There has been a few. And um, we do talk about a little bit of true crime. We talk about plastic surgery. It's just a fun episode. And can't wait for you guys to meet her. Without further ado, Carrie Martin. Carrie Martin, thanks for doing this. Thank you so much for having me. I'm so excited to be here. You don't sound as excited as I was hoping for. <laughs> Could you start that I over? Am. Oh, am I supposed to be more excited? Yeah. Like game show contestant excited? If you could. Okay. All right. Uh, welcome to the stage. Give it up for Carrie Martin. Woo! Here's my tits! Yes, that was great. You know what? That would not air on a game show, but I liked it. That would be like on, what was that? What was that MTV Spring Break? Girls Gone Wild? Spring Break. Or Girls Gone Wild. Yeah. Either one. Yeah. You went a little darker and I like it. <laughs> Didn't that guy go to jail? Joe Francis had something where he was like kidnapped from his oh, house in Mexico. Yeah. And they kept, apparently they were videotaping it and they were going to put like a dildo in his ass. Like they were saying they were going to like sodomize him with a dildo until he gave something up. Like well, I guess the... I don't know the uh, password to a safe. I don't know. So it was ju- it was it a random thing because he was in Mexico and it was just he was being robbed or was it because I, they did not let girls so gone wild? So I believe this came up on an episode of Keeping Up with the Kardashians. Okay, where Kim had just went through her heist in France, uh-huh. where she was kidnapped and in a bathroom, and she talked about how scary it was okay. and like oh my god, like I thought they were going to rape me, and I thought about my kids, and it turned out to be this whole planned attack. Mm-hmm. And she was talking to Joe Francis because she went down to his villa, uh-huh. I guess after with Courtney and a bunch of other girls, and she goes, you know, I just have so much anxiety traveling now, and you know. Again, I had security and everything else, and they still got in. And he goes, oh, it reminds me of the time I was kidnapped. And then he tells his story of being kidnapped. Just and cash. I think, Yeah. I mean, haven't we all? Well, here's what. I must not be that interesting to kidnap because they, they have high security. Someone still thought a plan through, you know what, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go for the big leagues. I'm going to make it. I'm going to do the most difficult kidnapping. You and I would be easy to kidnap. No one's you know, interested. You know what I'm going to do for you? I'm going to kidnap you for your birthday. Can you? I think I'm going to. It might, it might raise my self-esteem a bit. Because <laughs> I'm like, wouldn't be that hard. It would be an interesting, you know how they have those cameo videos that uh-huh. you do too? I, I mean, if I, you okay. can hey guys, kidnap- I, do, I do have a cameo. If you want to pay, I'll send you a video. I never really promoted it ever. You should. Here's your platform. Okay, guys, I have a cameo. I think it's whatever, and you can pay. I think it's eighteen dollars, and I'll make whatever video you want that's not sexual. 
Could it be more if they went in sexual? No. I'm not that exciting. I should be on Cameo because I'll do whatever. I think you for j- a just buck. join. Okay. Well. Okay. <laughs> Sidetracked. Anyways. Sidetracked. It'll be like Cameo. Um, you said. By the way, I got uh, my friend. So I had a mini facelift, which, by the way, didn't even really work. But in June, my friend. That's why your skin looks so good. Or was uh, it the foundation? It's the foundation. I use it foundation. I by the way, I forgot that if, you got that done. Because you have been looking really good. Uh, you, don't, you don't think it, it didn't worked? didn't give me the desired results I wanted. It was supposed to be where, okay, first of all, now you're awake during surgery. Like, yeah, that's the thing. I, can you feel it? Yes. In, in this mini facelift, facelift, were there incisions? Yes. So they make, and okay, so they give you two. Why are you awake? I got, well, it's supposed to help with the recovery process. So I got, <laughs> I was so nervous. My blood pressure was so high. They were like, the doctor was like, yeah, give her like a muscle relaxer. And then he like looks back at me and he's like, give her two. And I was like, <laughs> you honestly, like, thank, thank, God. thank you. The more drugs, the better. That's yeah, you were like, how nervous motto. do I have to play to get three? <laughs> I didn't think about it at that point. Yeah. I was just so happy to you get You could have staged a full panic attack. So then, uh, yeah, so then you kind of like you lie down and then they made a, a, an incision um, kind of like my upper jawline mm-hmm. on both sides and then right under my chin. And um, so he then, and I can see the clock because I kept tossing my head from side to side and he kept, um, he had like this, uh, it wasn't a scalpel, it was almost like um, something. Horrifying. I want to say it was like a like a ruler kind of thing, but like thin and metal with like a laser on the end. And you could he- hear and feel him jabbing to break up the fat because he will suck it out at the end. But sometimes he'd get stuck on the muscle and he'd have to like jab oh really God, hard to break it up. I'm never going to about my hand again. Every once in a while, you could also see it kind of like poke like out of my cheek. Like my eyes would go down and I could see the instrument poking out of my cheek. At one point, they like did an instruction instructional video. And I was just there. Like, I had no say. It was very odd. They invited other, like, like No, but, people. like, they videotaped it. Like, okay, so now we're doing, like, can you explain what you're doing Did to you the sign a waiver for that? No. There was no NDA. And you're so looped up that you don't really know what's going on. But I will say, I also, I probably uh, fifth, about 15 years ago, you know when you're in your 20s and you look amazing, but you're like, oh, my God, I'm hideous and I'm fat? Yeah. So I, it was my second. Um, I'd already gotten chin liposuction. Uh-huh. So I think I was 26 the first time. You and they put me under. They put me under. I wake up and I automatically got sick. My friend who came to got to get me, apparently, um, is very um, squeamish. Uh-huh. So she was like, oh, my God, I can't. I can't take. Oh, God, I can't even look at Carrie. She was like, I need air. She goes outside. They leave me. And by the way, they were dressing me at the time. They leave me half dressed to go outside to see if my friend's okay. So I'm like bobbing, <laughs> like <laughs> sitting in a chair. Story of my life. And I, I looked like fat man in a little coat. Like I was kind of just like blowing in the wind for a while. They were like, you'll be fine, sweetie. Are you going to faint over here? 100%. Yeah. And uh, that took me a good three days. I was like in and out of consciousness, like sleeping, waking up. This, as soon as I was done with the surgery, they sat me up. They put like um, a bandage of some sort around my head with Velcro. Our good friend, Jen Sturger, Uh picked me up. And first of all, you're in Beverly Hills. So I threw a hoodie up over my head. Yeah. So when I walked out, everyone's like, ah, who's that? Totally. (laughs) Out of a plastic surgery place too. I'm no one. But okay. But you created a stir. Right. So I jump into, you know, her car and I guess I'm so loopy from um, the medicine. I look at her and I was like, let's party. (laughs) (laughs) And she was like, no, I have to take you home. She's like, no, Carrie. What a buzzkill, might I add. Yeah. As a ride. You know what, Jed? Yeah. Next time. Pick a better driver. I feel like you, because you know what would be funny is if you took me from bar to bar and just propped me up like in a corner, yeah, like, like weekend like at Bernie's. Bernie's. Yeah, mm-hmm. I would do it. I would do it. I would take care of you. I would go there. My to sister get and I actually used to play weekend at Bernie's as a childhood game when we were little. She always got to be Bernie because she was the older sister, but literally she would just play dead and I would drag her around and prop her up places. So I have experience. 
That's kind of fun. Okay, so can I see your weekend at Bernie's resume and you have one? Yeah. I just show up in a Hawaiian shirt. Absolutely. And sunglasses. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Let's well, try it. Next time. Yeah, you would have looked at me next and said, time Let's I get party. elective I'd surgery. Like, Absolutely. Wow. I know who my so driver that, will be. So I think, I don't know if that's worse. If I ever told you about how they took the pins out of my hands when I got my hand surgery. Did they jerk the, them out? By the way, this 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 podcast took a very uh, uh, dark, not dark, but whatever, medical, but who cares? Introspective? I don't know. Whatever. Yeah. So apparently nowadays when you get surgery, they don't want to keep the metal in your hand for whatever reason, and it saves scarring. So when I broke my hand and I got the surgery, they put four metal spikes about five inches long into my hand and they were sticking outside of my knuckles for a month so like the spikes are in my hand and then there's like spikes sticking about a half an inch or an inch out whatever so that's why there was that they were gonna get like caught on your hair well i had a big cast over it that's why it looked like a big sock puppet that i always had on my hand but i always got scared that people were gonna run into it it was gonna like jam them or something and so then I knew eventually they'd have to come out, but I thought they'd put me under or something. I don't know. So they don't do that anymore. Yeah. So I go to one of my weekly checkups, and I'm in just like a regular, just like office room sort of. And uh, he's like, well, I think it's time to take them out. And I was like, like now? Like now, now? And he's like, yeah. And I'm like, well, are you going to give me something? He's like, yeah, it's quick. It won't really do anything anyways. I was like. I had no Advil, Tylenol, nothing in me. And there's when, four of them. Yeah. And when I say like he essentially put his knee on my chest, he didn't. But he basically like had to jam hunker my down. arm. Yeah. Hunker down, grabbed pliers, took pliers to the end of these pins that were inserted into my bone and ripped them out and in broad daylight in fluorescent Overhead, very unflattering lighting started ripping metal pins out of my hand. Did they just immediately start bleeding? Yeah, they they bled, and it it was more just traumatizing than it was painful. Did you scream? It did. I kept my head down and basically probably just cried. I don't. I don't think I screamed. I think I was just like tense. But <coughs> it didn't actually hurt that much. It was just more like, am I in the Game of Thrones? Yeah. Or in the ending of the movie Saw? Like this is barbaric. This is Cedar Sinai. That seems a little excessive. Yeah. yeah, I guess. Well, yours too. You you were watching them cut into your face. I wasn't. I wasn't watching them. I was Sora? just. You said you could see the pokes. Yeah, yeah, I saw it. I saw it, and how uh, does that help with the healing process that you're awake? I'll be honest, though, I was. I felt fine afterwards. I went home. I watched some Netflix. But why would that help with the healing process? Just because you're awake. I know when I was put under, you know, fifteen years beforehand. I slept that entire weekend. For some reason, the healing process was a lot worse. There is um, a plastic surgeon that I follow on Instagram, on the gram. And he, <laughs> they also do like um, like boob jobs. They do um, tummy tucks now. And you're awake. And it takes hours to do these things. And he uh, had done a tummy tuck where he had, you know, shaved off a bunch of tummy fat and he was holding it up like you know a 25 pound marlin like catch of the day (laughs) that's what they do now in front of the person that's there yeah and then there was a picture of it on the gram i think it's crazy i wonder if any hey if any of my listeners out there are doctors shoot me an email and explain why this is a thing now why is helps the healing process info at rachelobriancomedy.com curious if any of you guys are doctors i hope that some of my listeners are after that, we ended up doing an episode on um, my other podcast, Pretty Scary, where mm-hmm. we talked about people who would wake up during surgery, mm-hmm. especially paralytics, where they put you under. Wait, so paralytics. Paralytics that? means it paralyzes you. Uh-huh. So if you wake up and they're doing whatever it might be on you, like um, Adam, my co-host, had a girlfriend who was having eye surgery. Uh-huh. And she woke up during it. Oh my God. But you can't I just had talk, a panic attack. You can't move. You can't anything. And they're cutting into your eye? Yeah. So you just hang out. And a lot of these people are like, yeah, it's like the worst pain. You know, whether they're cracking your ribs or doing something with your heart or whatever it might be, you can't motion, you can't say a word, and you're just awake for it. Some of the people have sued and gotten money. I mean, I don't know. My guess is that it's the anesthesiologist's yeah. fault. 
But that could be a thing, too. It limits liability. Oh, my God. How horrifying. Yeah. Ugh. Pretty scary. Um, okay, well, you know what else is horrifying? This is what we came to talk about today, besides horrifying surgery things, is Carrie is one of my funniest friends, and she will, just sporadically throughout the week, send me um, date, uh, dating app profiles of guys that she's swiped mostly not on. No. Uh, crap. Okay, well, first of all, I like to pepper your inbox with joy. Yeah, it, it is joy. Oh, it brings me so much joy. Yeah. Frankly, I'm shocked half so the time. So I've done a few of the dating profiles. Um, you told me to go on the league. I didn't well, really I get a lot out of it. I don't understand why it's so expensive. So if not, it's like coffee meets bagel. You only get three at five o'clock. So it was like, it was almost like, oh, it's time you to take your medicine. Like it's five <laughs> o'clock. Like I wanted to set an alarm. They're trying to be like, selective. Oh, that's right. I get three people. Three people. They're trying to be selective. Okay. So I went on Hinge. Um... Is that the one you keep sending me? Yes. First of all, the layout of it's great. Right. I will say their graphic design of the app, wonderful. Bumble made everybody look beautiful. Yeah. The problem is I don't like reaching out first. Yeah, I don't either. I think it, I think it sets do. up. I think it sets up a, a precedent, precedent in the right relationship. Oh, then the woman's like, I agree. then I'm paying for meals. Next thing you know, I'm buying you a house. Yeah, I agree. So yeah, so Hinge, I ran into some some characters. Uh, the thing lately seems to be guys who are bodybuilding like to have videos or pictures. And usually they're doing like one of those jerk pulls. Yeah, in the So app. I'm assuming it's like their O face. And Ew. do I swipe right? Yeah. Do you? Some of them. Does that mean yes? Oh, uh, okay. It's so right, yes? with hands, you do a heart. Okay. It's a heart or an X. So you heart, did you heart the, the guy that was doing the the... I think it's like a clean. I don't know what it is, but it, he was like in full, and his face was like he had like eight chins because he was like, like, str- like grimacing. grimacing. Not that guy. The guy before he was trying him, to show though, his work ethic. The guy before them had a whole workout video, and I was like, oh, he's kind of cute. He looked kind of like that guy from um, a Karate Kid, but like okay. uh, the bad sensei. Okay, you don't like think that makes muscles. him a bit of a narcissist? Oh, I mean, I have an awful picker. Like, I'm 42 and <laughs> single and never been married. Like, obviously, I don't know how to pick them. I don't see that changing anytime soon, Rachel, but that's adorable. <laughs> Did you get that picker from um, Millionaire Matchmaker? Oh, She's yes, says yes, that. yes. Yeah. yes. Picker's broken you got a bad picker, but yeah. my picker's broken, mm-hmm. 100%. Yeah, but, you know, you, when you see – whoa. Sorry, my Bluetooth just, like, shut off. That was weird. Um, when you see a photo like that, you don't think, like, mm, too much and swipe no. You go, give him a chance. I think because I like a little bit of crazy. Okay. There's definitely a part of me that's like, I want to know your story, kid. Okay. Yeah. Well, I mean, you you did. So Carrie shared with me. So we were talking about the dating app stuff. And then you told me about a guy that you came across who admitted on the app that he was married. Mm-hmm. And he just wanted to explain who he was. He just wanted to meet someone to drink beers with, take care of. But like, yeah, I think I sent you the caption. It said, um, listen, I'm not going to wife you up. I already have one. So at least but he's honest. if you're looking for a drinking buddy, I'll pay and show you a good time. And I'd like to be FWB, which is friends with benefits. And he 100% wasn't attractive. But there was a guy a couple I of years ago. I bet girls will do. I bet girls, I bet there are some girls be that are just who, like, you know what? Who bites. Sure. 100%. Yeah. There's going to be somebody He's shooting for the bites. stars. There and if he doesn't guy. reach him, he'll land on the moon. It's <laughs> a stupid quote. Shoot for the stars. If you don't reach him, you'll land on the moon. You know? Okay. I don't know. Okay. Yeah, you can land on the moon. Yeah. Okay. It's not a small feat. It's like a big feat, actually. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Shoot for the stars. Anyways, so a couple of I'm still No, I'm still dissecting it. You know, I'm going to figure this one out later. So shoot for the stars <laughs> and you land on the moon. I don't get it still. Um, yeah, you'll, you'll listen. I think it'll come to you one day. You'll understand what it means. Shoot for the stars. If you don't reach them, you land on the moon. It's yeah. saying, like, at least go for it. One night, if I ever can't fall asleep for some inexplicable reason, I'll be sitting there in bed, like... Shoot for the stars, get to the moon. I still won't be able to figure it out. I think you're going to shoot me a text and be and have an aha moment and be like, you know what? I get you now, Rachel. I don't think that will ever happen. I think it will. 
Just wait for it. I don't think so. So, I mean, there was another guy who said um, on his bucket list was um, having a threesome. And he looked like a serial killer. He did. It, next to his, like, what is that? Is it a BMX bike? What are those dirt bikes? Whatever it was. He was, like, posing next to his, like, dirt bike in, like. I mean, they're not all sevens, you know? Well. It's a lot of threes. But so confident. Oh, and, and again, he's going to get somebody who bites, who thinks like, they're yeah, like you know kind what? of on my yeah, bucket Yeah, they're like, you know what? Too. He's adventurous. I'm adventurous. Let's do that. And then there's the, no, then there's the polar opposite. You sent me the one. <laughs> Hold on. I have to pull it up. That one actually the, bothered me way more than these guys who are very I, open about I agree. having threesomes. I feel like this is the guy that's killed affairs. someone. Yeah, this, this guy that's so open about his innocence. His ideal first date was... I scream, you scream, we all scream for the same thing, ice cream. I wanted to take a cyanide tablet. (laughs) I immediately was like, ugh. And I took a screenshot and was like, let me send it to 20 of my friends and talk about how much I hate this guy. I mean. I'm sure he's lovely. I'm sure he's great. I'm sure he's fine. But. I feel like I feel like there's a lot more skeletons in that closet. What was the other thing that I sent oh. you that he said? Um, what would he do with a million dollars? He said, place money in bank and live off interest. Ooh, <laughs> getting crazy. That makes me so dry. <laughs> right? <laughs> I mean. I mean, good for you. I mean, the extreme of him and the extreme of the guy that his you bucket list is a three-way. They're all. you've never borrowed from. So good for you. Yeah. He saves money. He doesn't. Uh. He does. He's not frivolous with anything. Like he won't even buy trash bags. He uses like grocery bags as like he's 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 a saver. He's a good little saver. He's vanilla, and I would cheat on him every chance that I had. Do you cheat on people? Uh, I've never really been. Um, uh, I'm not really a relationship person, so that's a very hard question to ask. Okay. Um, but the few times I have had. Boyfriends, I'm very loyal, actually. Yeah, I would picture you being really loyal. Yeah, and if I was I'm surprised not happy, to hear you say that, then I mean, because I would never date this guy seriously. Yeah, that's why I say that. It's yeah. all in jest. Um, but <laughs> no, I think if you're unhappy, like you bounce out. Yeah, good call. I yeah, like there's that. other people out there. I like that about you, guys. Do you know what's not smart? Using your relatives to fill in at work while you look for staff. But do you know what is smart? going to ZipRecruiter.com slash be here to hire the right person. ZipRecruiter doesn't depend on candidates finding you. It finds them for you. Its powerful matching technology scans thousands of resumes, identifies people with the right skills, education, and experience for your job, and actively invites them to apply. So you get qualified candidates fast. That's why ZipRecruiter is rated number one by employers in the U.S. This rating comes from hiring sites on Trustpilot with over 1,000 reviews. And right now, my listeners can try ZipRecruiter for free at this exclusive web address. That's ZipRecruiter.com slash be here. That's ZipRecruiter.com slash be here. ZipRecruiter.com slash be here. ZipRecruiter, the smartest way to hire. Now, another thing that you told me, so her and I were just discussing possible topics before we recorded, and Carrie dropped a bomb on me, um, so I was like, we were talking about that guy on the dating app that was like, I'm married, but like looking for someone to drink beers with and hang out with, and I was like, some girls would probably message him, and then I'm like, some girls message guys in prison, to which Carrie replied, actually, I have. <laughs> I was like, What? And you said he was very cute. Explain, explain the story. So if, if anybody uh, watches true crime out there, this was... And as we mentioned before, I mentioned in the intro, she has a very popular true crime podcast called White Wine True Crime and another one called Pretty Scary. Thank you very much. So White Wine True Crime, actually before we even started the podcast, um, I want to say I was like 36, but I'd watched this episode on Dateline about this guy named Ryan Ferguson who um, I haven't pulled up on my computer. Very cute. Very attractive. I think he's a little bit younger than me, um, Mm -hmm. which is fine because I'm like a dirty old man uh, trapped in a 42-year-old's body. And um, he was, I believe, wrongfully convicted of going out on, I think it was Halloween or St. Patrick's Day or one of those holidays Uh to a bar with a fake ID with a friend that was more of an acquaintance named Chuck. And 
Yeah, he Real- was a 17-year-old high school student, it says. At the time. And so a sports reporter at the nearby newspaper in uh, Missouri, I think it was like by St. Louis or in St. Louis. Um, anyway, it was like 2 in the morning. They found this guy. He was a large guy, too. He was beaten with a tire iron and strangled with his own belt, I believe. Okay. Died. <sighs> the next day, this guy... So this is all over the news. Uh All of a sudden, Chuck, the friend, decides that he's having dreams that him and Ryan killed this guy. So he calls the police and says, hey, I'm having dreams. I'm pretty sure that me and Ryan Ferguson. Fucking Chuck. Chuck fucked up everything. Where is he now? He's he's still in prison. And actually, he prefers to go by Charles now. Yeah, it says Charles Erickson. Yeah. Okay. So... They end up getting convicted. And Ryan... Can you imagine how pissed you'd be? It's crazy, too, because you watch the footage, and he seems so docile. Like, Ryan, he's kind of like, yeah, you know, it sucked. But it is what it is. The saddest okay, thing, but, though... But, but they didn't do it. I mean, again, but you, but he, apparently not. No, but I thought that Ryan was wrongly convicted. It comes out later. He was exonerated, but I mean... Oh, you don't know if he did it or I not. I mean, did any of us really know? I, I mean, you didn't I, care when you wrote him a letter. 100% I didn't care. No, yeah. He <laughs> looks like somebody I would have had a crush on. Yeah. Wait, so why is the other guy still in prison? Um, why is Chuck still in prison? I don't remember how Ryan got out. If there was physical evidence or Chuck recanted. Because there were a couple times Chuck recanted a story, went back, recanted a story. I don't 100% know. But yes, Chuck's still there. Ryan is out. Ryan was there for 10 years. He now has an Instagram. And by the way, he's super hot. I think short, she he was follow, like a little guy. Him. Life After 10 is his Instagram. So he says... Great Instagram name. Right. So he said... And he also co-hosted some show about exonerating people um, on MTV. And he works with the Innocence Project now. Um, but he says that, you know, I was a small guy and he's a pretty boy. And he was like, I, I understood I needed to get in shape if I was going to make it in prison. And so, yeah, he was there 19 to 29 and then he ended up getting exonerated. So the interesting thing about that, I see the special in like 2020 or 48 hours. And I'm like, this guy is so hot. He seems like somebody I would have been friends with. I was from the Midwest. He's from the Midwest. I'm going to write him a letter. So I write in the letter, I'll and that's the thing. It's not even like I'd been, like, like drinking. It was, like, the next morning before work, I found 10 minutes to write him a letter. Wow. Some people meditate. Some people do yoga. Some people journal. You I thought write, about writing a guy in prison. Letters. Yeah. And I, I, I figured out later where I went wrong because I never got a response back. But it was, like, Dear Ryan, uh, it was almost like a fourth-grade pen pal letter. I was like, hi, my name's Carrie. I live in Long Beach, California. I live right on the water. I really like sushi and really water selling, sports. Really selling them on Long Beach. <laughs> really went hard for yeah. if you ever if get you out. If you get out, Long, Long Beach, Beach is a great place to settle. Is the place yeah, to go. It's no, it's not the Midwest. It's it's the West Coast. I remember putting <laughs> it in an envelope and writing like his cell block number on the envelope <laughs> and being like, I'm 36. Like, <laughs> what? happened <laughs> what am in your I life doing? to lead you to this point right here and I was like shaking as I like I put it like dropped it in the mailbox and sent it to him and then it's almost like you're like waiting like every day like checking my mail like he's gonna write back I mean <laughs> yeah of course he's got nothing better to do right he's nothing like he's in solitary confinement for 23 hours a day he was yeah like he's got that one hour of jail exercise he has 23 other hours to like pine over me and write me back Maybe he didn't. Maybe he's not allowed to write things. Then you don't know. I mean, yeah. that's adorable, and I feel like you're doing like if <laughs> it was like a real if it was a real life boyfriend, it's like oh my god, that's like, very nice. You're being consolatory. Yeah. Maybe he didn't have a cell this phone. This is a guy in when, prison yeah. that I wrote. I know he didn't write you back all night last night, but maybe his cell phone died. <laughs> I mean, as yeah. he's walking the yard, I'd like to think that like I don't know. Anyway, if he was looking up at a star that he was hoping you were looking at the same star. Yeah, but I will never know. That's so he the didn't thing. write you so back. He didn't write me back. But so then he was exonerated, and when he got out, he was like, "Yeah, my girlfriend's by my side." And I was like, "What?" It was like the record. <laughs> you were like screeched. that whore. What a bitch. Yeah. So he was like, "Yeah." She wrote me in jail. She sent me a birthday card, and um, she tried to help me get exonerated. Was she and a it, lawyer? No, she was just fighting for his innocence. That's just how desperate girls are. 
She's actually she's, very okay. So here's the thing: on. once she's she pretty, she literally wrote to him and then was like, "I can help you." Get, her angle was, "I can help you get out of prison." You were just like, "Hey, Long Beach Let is nice." Let me tell you about myself. I showed him all my cards. That's why I'm not a good poker player. Yeah, but no. <laughs> were you supposed to? Were you? Supposed it was to, like I was trying to sell him on a timeshare <laughs> in Long Beach. <laughs> Yeah. And he was not biting. See, I think you, you, I think you played up Long Beach too much, <laughs> and not as much of yeah. Perry Martin. Yeah, you didn't send a photo. I did not. Did you send a photo of Long Beach? No. Okay. Well, no, because yeah, I you, was like, but this you painted is, a picture of Long Beach. One hundred percent. Did you paint a picture of yourself in the letter? Were you like, hey, I'm five six blonde? No. 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 I just, hey, I saw your case on TV, and I felt really bad for you. You look like somebody I would have known in the Midwest. Okay. Um, you know, hey, if you could find it any spare time write me back <laughs> and then he did it so he gets out and it turns out he has a girlfriend I learn because there's no like dummies guide to writing a guy in prison which somebody should write well and maybe that is me I mean, I can or tell maybe you that's what, Ryan's girlfriend I can tell you what she this girl him. did she offered him something she offered him something. she offered him something more than Long Beach yeah because it's not like you own the town of Long Beach you know I was like a mayor without the title yeah she Pretty offered much. it to get him out of prison, you know, which I can see freedom being more enticing at the she time. She probably also included a photo. You didn't include a photo. Probably. So then they moved to Florida. He gets out and I'm just like, are you kidding? Like he gets out. And he automatically has like a girlfriend. Like I'm yeah. single like one, like 99 to 100 percent of the time. Like this guy gets out. He already has like, you know, a girl waiting for him. So then they moved to Florida and they have pictures where they're like at a tiki bar, which gross. And honestly, I don't want a guy like that. If you want to go to a tiki bar, you should have met me in my twenties. Yeah. You're over the tiki bar scene. Yeah. I'm way over the tiki bar scene. Not into my ties. But not over it enough not to slide into his Instagram DMs. Oh my God, you have actually Instagrammed him? (laughs) Yes. How many times? Once. Once, maybe twice. Can you pull it up? I'm gonna pause it while you find it. Okay. She found the Instagram DM. So what'd you say to him? Okay. So I said, hi, Ryan. My friend Caitlin and I are comedians in Los Angeles, and we have a podcast called White Wine True Crime. We cover true Mm. crime shows with other comics in recent... (laughs) I mean, why wouldn't you, right? Yeah. Cover true crime uh, with other comics. And recently, we have interviewed true crime authors Juan Martinez and Catherine Casey. We would love to interview you. If you have any of your books or projects that you would like us to cover, we can do... Uh, a phone interview with with you. Please let us know. We have been following your case for years. Also, I wrote you when you were in prison. I know. Should I write that now? Please do. Do it. I'm pausing do again just, so you can do it. Hey, Ryan. No, let's do it while we're on the podcast. No, but should I write, hey, Ryan, it's me again? Hey, Ryan, it's me again. Actually, for the third time, but you probably don't remember. But should I take it down a notch? I, I don't. I mean, are you? Or turn it up and What are you hoping for out of this? Him to write me back. Would you go on a date with him? Well, he's got a girlfriend. Still, but yeah, probably. How long ago did they? He get out? God, five years. They're still together. Same girlfriend. Yeah. God, that really stood the test of time. Four years, five. Who years? knew yeah, that a prison romance a could really? Hey, Ryan. In case you didn't see my last text, my last message. Yeah. Also, I wrote you in prison in parentheses. Yeah. Do you think Do you think you're going to get blocked? Okay. You know, well, or it reported. wouldn't be the first time. It wouldn't be the first time. <laughs> but it doesn't say seen under it either. Oh, he probably doesn't know how to read other messages. Oh, yeah. so he never read that one. He never well, read then it. It's, then it's a non-event. Maybe he didn't read my letter either, but he read her card. You know, this is all a big, like, it's mind a big, game. You know what? It's a scam, frankly. Yeah. Maybe he never received your letter. Maybe you could be dating him right now. Maybe you could be Mrs. Ryan Ferguson. Well, they're not married. There's no ring on it yet. He was at CrimeCon this year in Nashville. Oh, because he, he has other options? Well, like, yeah, he does. <laughs> yeah, he does. He does. It's very clear he does. <laughs> uh, I wrote, uh, did you watch Making a Murder? I didn't. I mean, I saw like the first maybe one and a half episodes. Okay. So did Brendan- the guy do it or not? It's no. We, it's pretty much a no, right? We think he did. We think oh, he did. Okay. Making a Murder 2 premieres, I believe, tonight. Okay. Uh, October 19th? It's the 19th, yeah. Okay. Or October 19th. Um, so it's already out. And um, I I believe Steve, Stephen Avery did. You think he did it? Kill Teresa Hallback. I don't think his nephew did. Brendan Dassey. I wrote Brendan in jail. You did? Mm-hmm. You this wrote is the thing, huh? Okay. What yeah. did you write to him about? 
I just wrote him just like, hey, I saw your story on Making a Murder. Like, I feel kind of like mad for you. Um, I hope you get to see because he was really into wrestling. So I said, I really hope you get to see WrestleMania this year. And that was kind of it. You're so sweet. I'm. Yeah. I feel like you need to have kids. You're so nurturing. No, I think I need to write more inmates. But I mean, that could be a goal. (laughs) For 2019, do you feel like you should, yeah, make one of your goals be like, Writing more inmates. Yeah, like, like let's go with one a week. outreach program. Yeah. But I also know what a poor picker I have, so that yeah. also scares me. Well, it doesn't sound like you reached out to the Making a Murder Kid as a... It wasn't sexual, no. Yeah. And so he wrote back, and you could tell it was typewritten, uh-huh. his response. And he wrote back... Um, well, first of all, I get home, and I, I'm going through the mail, and I see, you know, the prison return address. And I was like, oh, my God, it's like Christmas. <laughs> I finally got. I finally got. A I finally got one. I finally got one. And cast was, a wide net next time. Yeah, you gotta send so, more. So he wrote back, and he just gave me a whole list of things he liked. Uh, his favorite season. His favorite color is Are you green. Being serious right now. His favorite snacks. His favorite animal is a cat. Uh, his favorite wrestler is John Cena. Yep. Do you think that this is just like? Do you think he gets so much mail that he just sent you a standardized letter? I. Th- think that he's not that intelligent I mean at the very bottom of the letter and again this is typed it said um the very innocent um the completely innocent and hopefully to be free soon and then he signed Brendan Dassey and it was like third grade cursive and then in a heart he wrote hugs and kisses oh no I mean is he uh, now he's in his mid twenties, and I'll be honest, he put on a good jail house like thirty pounds. He like he packed it on. Do you he, realize you're you're corresponding with the people that, that actually? I mean, that's a badge of honor, frankly, that he responded to you. He's I mean, a he's a he's a Netflix celebrity. I feel like he was kind of like jailhouse, like low hanging fruit, as far as me getting a response from somebody. Really? He did seem very he did seem very sweet, and um, to be honest, this is how insane I am I got the letter I'm like oh my god this is amazing and then I, I lost it immediately like two days later you lost the letter I think it might be at my co-host Caitlin's house it might be in her trash it might be who knows you take a of it or anything no that's right, how I operate step up your your letter writing game I think I you know. should do these more often who you else? should have an Instagram account where you post the letters you write and their responses unless that's like a, a violation of privacy but it could be it's fascinating not mine I don't care I'm an open book no but I'm saying theirs is that I don't think so. If they write me back, I think it'd be free game. I don't know. What could I be call fascinating. it? Um, letters from the cell. Yeah. Words behind bars. Shoot for the stars, land on the moon. <laughs> I think everything Maybe. should be called that. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think that's the worst title I've ever heard. Yeah, I could do it. If you guys have um, any inmates you would like me to write. Yeah, uh, send us a list of them. Info at rachelobriancomedy.com. I think <laughs> Or if though, you think this is insane, feel free to let us know. A friend, well, I mean, it is. <laughs> but a friend of a friend, um, I guess, has been corresponding with Lyle Menendez, who, uh, the Menendez brothers, is the hotter one, I think. And I is think, he? I think he had two Playboy. Um, I have heard Playmates. One of them got married in in I prison, think they did both he? did actually, but from I think Lyle pe- dated like two that... playmates while he was in prison. Yeah, because they were rich kids. But he's in prison. Yeah, but probably these whores were like, yeah. maybe they'll get some of that Menendez money. That house is not that far from here. I've walked by it many times. Yeah, so I'm hoping to interview him because, like, I I would go to prison and are interview they, him. Are they both still in prison? Oh yeah, they will be. I think forever. Which one's the cuter one? Let's I see. think Lyle. Eric, to me, seemed a lot more whinier, but he was also the baby. <laughs> I'm trying to see which one's which. Did I ever tell you that my mom used to call me and my sister the Menendez brothers when we were bad when we were kids? Was or, that after they murdered? Yeah, she thought it was funny. <laughs> and then she would also call us Uday and Kuse, which were Saddam Wait, Kuse. that makes you Eric. Wait, Eric. So I'm, am I the better one? No, I'm the, no, not the good you're one. the lesser Damn one. It. You're Damn the thumbs it. down of Damn the Menendez it. brothers. Yeah, and then she would call us Uday and Kuse, which are Saddam Hussein's kids. <laughs> Jeez, very informed, Cynthia. I love it. But also, tad extreme. I like it, no. I'm sorry, now I'm obsessed with looking up Lyle and Eric Menendez. Okay, so you're going to start writing them? I can. Well, no, I'm supposed to... You need to, to make a list. We, think, we need to have a goal sheet. 
of who and you gotta have you fair gotta, you know jailhouse like, goals yeah no we have a friend of a friend and i think i can actually go to prison and interview him that would be so cool i agree you should start doing that for your podcast 100 percent, i would Here's the thing, though. Caitlin's the equipment. She's the technology person. I show up with wine and sometimes blocks of cheese. Yeah. I don't really have a lot else to offer. Okay. I don't mind being the bait. Uh-huh. If somebody's down a well, put me on a string, throw me down. Yeah. I'm that person. Good. But the technology part is yeah, everybody yeah, yeah. else's. The clearance, the details, somebody else will have to figure out. I will show up. I'm good with the, the podcast. Stuff. I'll go with you just so I and I'll witness it. Okay. Yeah. You just got to get your goal sheet down of who you want to interview, who you want to write letters to. I feel like they're they're at the top. Yeah. Okay, good. Charles Manson's too late. Yeah. You know, it's interesting for our podcast, we, um, God, who else were we uh, supposed to interview? Um, We did interview Juan Martinez, who was the prosecutor on the Jody Arias case. Okay. Did you follow that at all? Yeah, I mean, I didn't follow. I know what it is. Okay. Yeah. he was actually a, a lot of fun to interview uh-huh. because I think he had done like Larry King and like how'd all you, these. How'd you get in touch with him? Publishers will reach out to us. Oh, they will? Yeah. And in fact, we have an interview coming up with Jose Baez. Who's that? He. <laughs> <laughs> I'm taking my second cyanide pill of the night. <laughs> um, he is the defense attorney. He was for Casey Anthony and okay. then Aaron Hernandez. And okay. so he just wrote a book about Aaron Hernandez. So we're going to interview him on that. Isn't his story that he he was, um, he had brain damage or something? CTE. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. What does that stand for? Well, I don't know. You said it with. You're embarrassing me. You said it with such conviction. I know. Because I knew three you were letters. Like, you were like CTE. <laughs> Anyways. No, three letters concussion technology okay. energy good 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 all right well that'll be a good interview I think so too yeah he was good we've had a couple of authors on and then um I do all of my best work at happy hour uh-huh. and so that's where I tweeted Josh Mankiewicz with Dateline and we've since become really good friends. yeah he's like your friend now yeah like we go and have brunch I without like a discredit to my father who's living in I'm sure a great guy. Uh, <laughs> I'm sure he's fine. I don't I'm really sure know he's him. great. Yeah. Uh, I didn't really talk to him so much. But um, yeah, Josh Mankiewicz has kind of stepped into the role for me of like a, a, da- a father figure. I love that. And uh, how would he feel about you writing Men in Prison? Uh, he, this is a cute thing. When we were at Crime Con, uh, the first one in Indianapolis, I had a little crush on the captain from True Crime Garage. Uh-huh. You know, and Josh, it didn't matter who I said, but he was like, Carrie, you know, he sees all these girls around the captain. He's like, you can do better than the captain, which it was in Indianapolis, and the captain's amazing. The ca- and I probably couldn't. Gets chicks like girls, no, are like he fans. does. Like, are girls so desperate? But no, we the captain's to, a great guy. I know, but we need to step it like that. But but okay, think about. The I'm not fear. saying he's like a bad guy, but I'm right. saying like that 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 the girls like just flock around someone that has given no reason for the to deserve it. Here's the thing: play it cool. It's ladies. a competition. Play right? it cool. There's so many girls at CrimeCon though. Yeah. Where it's like, if guys are there, you can tell it's like if a girl who doesn't watch football is taken to the Super Bowl. Uh-huh. It's like, ah, I'm doing this for him. Okay. Like, you could tell. They were like, ah, I'm here because, like, she wants me to be. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, you know, that yeah, that's 100% why we're here. So, being at CrimeCon with a bunch of girls, yeah, 100%. Like, he was on a different level, you know, where, again, he's a great guy, but he's kind of like... You know, I, he lives in Ohio, and he's like, I don't get that necessarily that attention back home. But at CrimeCon, he's kind of like a god. Do you think that sometimes girls do it just to compete with each other? Oh, a hundred percent. I mean, that definitely I don't have kind that of nature in me. Like, if someone like I'm just like oh, whatever. I really appreciate for someone to like me like a lot. And if that's not the case, I'm not it willing was like to a like forty eight hour pressure cooker though. So picture this we're in indianapolis there's no place to go we're mm-hmm. all at the downtown or the downstairs lobby bar okay uh so it's uh so weird it's so weird oh it's so what a weird group of people it's crime con right and now it's all the people from crime con hanging out at the bar right. trying to hook up it's got to be the weirdest group of people ever. So I'm hanging out with Josh Minkwitz, mm-hmm. who doesn't drink anyway. So I'm sure that's like a whole other like, can I, like mind fuck. Yeah, you can say that. Okay. Yeah. 
Um, and so he's like watching everybody. And then you've got Carl Marino who, play, who plays Joe Kenda on um, Investigation Discovery. Uh-huh. And then you have Billy Jensen who was one who co-wrote the book with Michelle McNamara, McNamara after she died about the Golden State Killer. Mm-hmm. He took over writing it with Patton Oswalt. Uh-huh. He's down there. Then you've got uh, Disgusting, and I say this because he is Disgusting Ken Kratz, mm-hmm. the prosecutor and making a murder. Mm-hmm. So he was there um, when I first... And these are like celebrities to the people that are at They Crime are Con. to the yeah. people at CrimeCon. So he's sitting yeah. there with his Tevas and his dirty gray heels and his girlfriend who's 20 years younger. When I met Ken earlier in the day... So first of all, Caitlin and I are on Podcast Row, and we have our little booth. And C- Caitlin, because she has foresight to do something fun, brought like um, props, like picture props, uh-huh. like photo booth props. Oh, cute. So people are coming by your booth, taking pictures, whatever. These two kids, a boy and a girl, maybe eight, nine, ten years old, keeps coming over and playing with them. And I was like, God, who brought kids to Crime Con? Like, this is weird. And of course, I'm not a kid person yeah. anyway. So I'm like, uh, like, scram, kids. Like, yeah. if I had Beat something it. to throw at them, I would have. Yeah. Well, you can uh, use one of the props. And finally, by the third time they came over and played with their props, I hear this voice calling their names. And I go, oh, my God, that's Nancy Grace. These are her twins. Oh, my God. She brought her twins. And... You turn around, you see Nancy Grace and all Nancy Grace glory, where she's got, you know, her Texas do, whatever it is. Yeah. And she's got, like, a polo shirt, but then, like, yoga pants and cowboy boots. I'm sorry, what? Wow. That's not a flattering look. It first of all, was yoga, a look. First of all, and yoga, yoga pants are jeans. In Indianapolis, she was still an eight. Good for her. She was an Indianapolis eight. She's not unattractive. She... But I don't know about a polo shirt and leggings and cowboy boots. I found her so fun. Like, there's something about her because she's so aggressive on TV. Where I was like, I'm not going to like her. She was so fun. And, you know, she took pictures with everyone. I can actually see her being fun. She was great. And so, you know, we're taking pictures with her and we're talking to her for a little bit. And she has some weird thing with, like, Josh Mankiewicz where every time he walked by, she'd be like, I see you. Yeah. I see you. <laughs> I like her. Right. So then all of a sudden I hear, hi, Nancy. And I turn around and it's Ken Kratz from Making a Murderer. Mm-hmm. And I was like, hi, Ken. Like I know him. I'm yeah. like, hi, Ken. And he was like, hey. And it was like this weird thing where Caitlin goes, I heard you say hi, Ken. Like you know this guy that you just watched a documentary <laughs> on. Like you know him and you seem just like automatically repulsed. But I'm like, that's what he brought out of me. It was like Ew. a guttural. He's just... I don't want to say he's a bad guy. He was just, like, annoying. And, you know, he was, like, a nerd, like, in high school. And he want to, like, he probably deserved to be stuffed in lockers and have this trapper keeper push out of his hands as he sloughed down the hall in his table. Why was, I'm he, sure he, why was he so bad on the show? Well, he was – okay. Well, I mean, he was – so he was a prosecutor who was going after um, Stephen Avery and Brendan Dassey. However, I guess things came out after the show – where he was defending somebody who I believe got a DUI and he's like sexting her. And so all these sexts came to light. Like just kind of like a dirty guy. If you're going to be a, a moral He's compass, defending the girl, but also sexting her. Yeah. Ew. I'm I mean, I'm sure it him. happens more often than not. Like, hey, I'll get you out of this jam. Just yeah. I need like a blowy. It's called, it's called hashtag me too. You know. Right. <laughs> and they were in Wisconsin where again, he might be a Wisconsin. No, Wisconsin. No, even Wisconsin. Oh, I don't. Know, I don't know what he looks like. I'll, I'll Google him after this. Yeah, no need. Ugh. All right. Well, I think we're gonna wrap it up. Yeah. And maybe go to dinner with Dana Moon. Yeah. And Moon podcast. Who was about uh, no. to go on tour? Yeah. For the troops. Yeah. Um. Well, guys, I love you. Thank you for listening. As always, it's a pleasure. Listen to Carrie's podcast. Tell tell them where they can find you and your podcast. White Wine True Crime. Um, also Pretty Scary. Pretty Scary is part of the Unpopular Opinion podcast. White Wine True Crime at gmail.com or on all the socials, Twitter, and also on um, Instagram on the gram. You can find me on Instagram at Carrie Martin 22 or on Twitter, Carrie Martin 722 because my birthday is July 22nd. I love it. And if you have a list of inmates you'd like her to write letters to, please email her some suggestions. Yeah. Yeah, why not? I'm not opposed to that. I like it. All right. Peace. Bye.